Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. And on today's episode, one of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. And the question is, why is the Bible called the Holy Bible? Now, sometimes during the Middle Ages, biblical sacria or holy books first appeared in reference to the Bible. One of the earliest uses of the Holy Bible appeared in 1611 on the cover of the authorized version which is also known as the King James Version. The word holy means hallowed, sacred, or sanctified, all three of whom describe the word of God. When the Lord spoke to Moses at the burning bush in Exodus 3, he commanded Moses to remove his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. The holy ground, the ground was holy because of the presence of the Lord. And since the Lord is sacred, the words the Lord speaks are sacred. And sinful men like Moses must be mindful of the presence of the holiness of God. The words the Lord gave Moses on Mount Sinai are holy, just as the words in Scripture given to humanity are holy because the Lord is holy. God is holy and his words are perfect, righteous, pure. And so the word of God is righteous and pure. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. The Greek word for God breathed in 2 Timothy is theopneustos, from theos meaning God and panu meaning to breathe or breathe upon. Our English word pneumonia comes from the Greek root of phanu. And so the Holy Spirit breathed the holy words of Scripture into the writers of each book of Scripture because he, as a divine writer, is holy. And so what the biblical writers wrote in Scripture is holy. So another use of holy in Scripture is to be set apart. The nation of Israel was set apart from other nations to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, Exodus 19.6 says. Christians today are set apart from non-Christians who walk in darkness, to be a royal priesthood unto the Lord. So the set-apart nature of holiness is true of Scripture because the Bible is set apart from others, for it's the only book written by God himself. The Scripture teaches the following things about the Bible. The Bible is the only book that has the power to set us free because it testifies of Christ, Jesus says in John 8.32. Scripture alone can change men's lives through Christ and make them wise, Psalm 19 verse 7 says. Scripture alone can sanctify Christians through the Holy Spirit and make them increasingly holy, John 17.7 tells us. Scripture alone is the only book that gives comfort, life, and hope through Christ, Psalm 119.50 says. Scripture is the only book that will endure until the end of time, Matthew 5.18 says. The word Bible comes from the Koine in Greek, the language the New Testament is written in, it uses the Greek word ta biblia, or the books, because the Bible contains 66 books. The scriptures are the ta, the biblia, the books. And so sometimes the Bible is referred to in the plural biblos, or biblos. And so the scriptures are a collection of 40 authors written over 1,500 years. 
Even with the great distance between the various authors of Scripture, the accuracy and the consistency of Scripture is a testimony to it being the reliable and trustworthy Word of God. The Old Testament contains 39 books and the New Testament 27. The Scriptures are called the Bible because it's a collection of books inspired by God and written by the Holy Spirit. And so when Scripture speaks, God speaks, which is why to hear God speaking, every Christian should open their Bible to hear His voice audibly. Over 418 times the Bible says, Thus says the Lord. And then there's also 48 references to God said in Scripture. And so if you add the times when, when Scripture says and Jesus said, you have over a thousand more references to the Bible being the Word of God. And so with those references, we have over 2,000 times in Scripture where God is speaking in the biblical text or by Jesus Christ himself, who is fully God and fully man. In Hebrews 4.12, the author of Hebrews says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You see, God's word has God-given power to convict people of their sin and to show them the grace of God. In Isaiah 55, 11, God says of his word, So shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The sword of the word mentioned in Hebrews 4, 12 both cuts to the quick and it penetrates the thoughts and intentions of men. The word purifies, it refines, but it's also bread and it's living water because it gives sustenance to our hungry and thirsty souls. The word of God also breaks up the hard, stony places in our hearts, causing us to walk in the fear of the Lord and, and the power he alone provides to us in Christ alone. And since the scripture is reliable and trustworthy, every Christian should open, read, study, meditate, and memorize the word of God. The word of God testifies of the person and work of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ is holy, for he is the word, and the word was God, and the word is God, as John 1 teaches. And so only those who are declared righteous by Christ will be allowed into heaven. Hebrews twelve fourteen tells Bible readers, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. But you see, we as mankind, we are sinners by nature and by choice. In 2 Corinthians five seventeen through 21 Paul gives a solution. Christ provided reconciliation for man through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So the only way that man can be saved is through Christ alone. The scriptures present the unsurpassable holiness of God, which differentiates it between the other religious texts of the world. Now the purity of God is essential, it's absolute to the revealed character of God in scripture, which he will not compromise. Such holiness is frightening to sinners, but it gives hope to the people of God because the sinless substitute Jesus bore the full fury of God the Father on the cross. And because he is fully identified with us and followed his Father completely, we enjoy the benefits of his vicarious substitution. These truths are absolutely essential to the gospel message. We must know them, we must love them, we must proclaim them because they are revealed in the scriptures. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe 
leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.